You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. As always, we are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. She's with me on this Friday, PGA National, Honda Classic round number two. Uh, and you have just, what, contoured your face, I, I did. I did some highlighting. Okay. And some contouring. And now I'm baking. And now you're baking. What is that? You know what? Actually, you might have to ask Courtney because I don't. Know, I just see the people on YouTube do it, so I do it. Marketing director Courtney. If why, you we, could, why am I baking? Because Keely is is makeuping right now because she has TV responsibilities yeah. right after we're done it too. So, um, uh, it, what is what is baking? Uh, let me turn your mic on. That would be helpful here. There we go. What Producer is, what is Kenny. baking? Uh, hello, everyone. Marketing <laughs> director Courtney hello, here. Courtney now that Connor. I am uh, alive and well. Um, <laughs> baking is... What just n- happened? What was that? <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. You gave me a terrible introduction. That's what that Marketing was. So director I made Courtney, my own. Who also moonlights as our Aaron Rodgers insider here on Kevin uh, Alive. <laughs> correct. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will not be returning to the NFL is my bold claim. You heard oh. it here first. Our Aaron Rodgers insider says that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. <laughs> uh, yeah. Diana Rossini of ESPN reporting soon. <laughs> uh, who, Thanks, needs Adam, who, need, who needs Adam Schefter like, hey, when Di- you have marketing hey, director uh, Courtney? Diana Rossini, what's the timeline on Aaron Rodgers? Oh, he'll make a decision soon. Thanks, Diana. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate right? that. I could have said soon. that and made it breaking news. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, Anywho, baking is uh, not what you do with cookies or cake. Or in the sun. Or in the sun. It is a mark, uh, um, uh, makeup uh, technique okay. that helps preserve the look of your makeup for longer. So uh-huh. you apply makeup. It preserves you, your makeup. Correct. So you apply the powder without like rubbing it in. Uh-huh. So you kind of look like Casper the Ghost right. for a little bit. But then by doing that, it kind of bakes the makeup to your face, hmm. um, which then helps the longevity and it will prevent Keely from looking cakey. Or wrinkly later. Oh, see, and I just thought it was so um, my highlight would stand out more. I mean, that too. That works. I didn't know. Uh, Ken does not lo- is looking no, at you like good. highlight, like a yellow no, highlighter on a piece of You mentioned wrinkles. You mentioned wrinkles. Keely doesn't have to worry about that. Oh no, Keely's got the most beautiful complexion. Oh, thank you. And by the way, some people came up during the break and are saying, "Keely, you don't need makeup." You look yeah. beautiful because they see yeah. you on TV. They know it. Um, but I also, I was the first one to say it. On this you show, were. I want to make sure you that were. I make that abundantly clear. <laughs> I complimented your natural beauty first today, okay? Thank you. Well, let, just so people understand about television and makeup, everybody generally needs makeup on television, even when you're out on a live shot or something like that, because yeah. TV is very flat, it's two-dimensional, so when you have makeup on, you have some color and some life in your face, and particularly if you're in studio, even the guys wear makeup because you essentially look dead. The, li- <laughs> the, lights, the lights wash you You up. look corpsey. Yes. Uh, Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Again, you'll see her tonight, but make no mistake, you will not see her tomorrow or Sunday because, right. as she said, she doesn't work weekends. Uh, baseball is about 70 hours away from not having a start to the season. Game's getting canceled. It's wildly embarrassing. Uh, and I know that I am extremely frustrated with it. You'll feel what if the start of the baseball season gets canceled on Monday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And also, we read a story about a man in San Diego who died when he hit an automobile 
and apparently was mixing a protein shake with a knife and it lodged into his neck. So, the obvious question off of that, Keely, is what's the most difficult fast food to eat in your car? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I maintain a taco is the most difficult. A taco is the most difficult fast food to eat in your car. But you can make a case for ice cream as well. Cone yeah. form or even a cup form, it doesn't matter. Let's go to Paul in Boyton. Paul is on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Paul. Paul is no longer with us, but Joel is. Oh. oh. Joel. Do we know Hi, where Joel, Joel is from? Joel, where are you from? I'm from Jupiter, and rest in peace to whoever that guy was. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very tragic story, but also uh, an important lesson learned, Joel. Don't use a knife to stir your protein shake, okay? Very important. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, Joel, um, I don't even know what we're weighing in on now. So, so just tell me, <laughs> tell me something, Joel. So, um, you were just saying, uh, what about the baseball season coming up? I'm yes. going to be upset about spring training. Um, I kind of grew up in the area, so I've uh -huh. gone to a bunch of spring training games, elementary school with my buddies and stuff now. And you can get pretty close to the players and meet some cool people, so that's kind of disappointing. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a, an help for the community here. Yeah, and, and, that's, and just allow me on a soapbox for a second here, Joel, because that to me might be more than the, more than the, uh, the fact that we might have regular season games canceled. You... And your relationship and locals and their relationship and businesses and their relationships with spring training are getting absolutely jobbed, screwed over just two years after the pandemic did that same thing and shut down spring training. But this was completely avoidable. This was completely avoidable. And they had three damn months to sit down at some point and get the discussion started to start hammering out some of the more intricate details of this negotiation. What did they do? They put it off, Absolutely. they put it off, they put it off, and now we're stuck. There's yep. not going to be spring training, it appears, and it looks like we're canceling regular season games, and you're the type of person, Joel, that I feel for because this is a tradition in your life. You get access uh, that you wouldn't get any other time during the baseball season. It's a sport that can't get out of its own damn way, and it's frustrating and to me, Joel, I don't know about you, it makes me feel less about baseball. No, I agree with you. And then I'm on my way to the, the Honda Classic right now. I'm going to come say hi to you guys in about an hour. Love it. We'll be here. We're right by the 10th tee, okay? So when you roll in, we're right by the 10th tee. You'll see the big, uh, the big banner, and uh, we'll see you out here, okay? All right, we'll talk, talk soon. Have All a good right. one, guys. All right, Joel and Jupiter, appreciate you weighing in. Listen, you sure that's somebody you want to have beef with, Ken? Because I feel like you're that type of person that'll Why have I beef with money? people, and you don't know that you got beef with them because you'll just say stuff, and then they're like, I'm going to get him. You sure, that's Joel? Listen, Joel, if you're still listening to us, sir, just do me a favor. Now, I don't want you to hurt Ken, but mm. just certainly leave me out of it. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Keely, Keely. <laughs> as Keely said earlier, That's all she's I'm not asking. jumping into anything. She'll watch. I, that's it. Yeah, she'll be I, a spectator. I will, I will call 911 for you. Yeah. Well, you know what it reminds me I'll of? I'll introduce you to a good lawyer if you need to sue somebody. <laughs> I, I, I can help you out. She but, knows uh, people. I know people, but... Uh -huh. um, and I just got a manicure. You think I'm going to mess up my manicure? Oh, absolutely not. You've no, got to be sir. on TV tonight. No, I totally I, Listen, I understand. If I'm getting my ass kicked over there and uh, you have your nails on the line. Right. I get it. And here's what I'm going to say. It. I'm going to say, get, get off of 
them. That's yeah, what I'm going to say. Right, right, exactly. And if they don't listen, uh, my bad. My, my bad. I'm going to come, hey, I'm going to send you a card. I was going to say, I'm going to come see you in the hospital, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to see you, um, <laughs> I'm going to send you a text message. Yeah, and how about an say, edible arrangement? I'm going to send you a text message. <laughs> And say, are you okay? You all right, kid? You all right? Everything good? Awesome. I'll bring you a banana from my house the next time I see you. That works for me. Hey, you always need potassium. Listen, uh, I love when the golfers are coming out and they put up the ropes. And they're like, they're coming, they're coming. I, I, I want somebody one day to come out like it's their catwalk. Like it's just like personal, strutting. Just strut. Yeah. Like they can hear right said Fred, I'm too sexy in their head. That's a great call. Yeah. Because I, just, I just need somebody to do that one. I do like the thought, too, of being anywhere in my life and people opening something for me or having to clear the way for me, sort of like the golfers onto the putting green or going down number 11 or 12. I sort of like that. They haven't done that for you? Nobody's done that for you? No. In your lifetime? No. Aw, we got to make that happen. I know. Courtney, Maddie, we got to make that happen. Yeah, please. We got to clear the way for Ken. Um, we'll, do it, we'll do it at the station. Okay. Oh, I thought about doing idea. it here, but I was like, eh. That's a superb idea. Yeah. Uh, by the way, back to our topic at hand. What's the most difficult food to eat while driving? This is a great sports topic, okay? <laughs> um, uh, Roman says the first bites of a hot slice of pizza. Yes, mm, absolutely, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can't drive no-handed and have the plate underneath. You're going to have cheese hanging. It's going to be really gross, really hot, and it's lava hot. Like, yeah. you know, that first slice of pizza is always lava hot. Why can't people wait, though? Why can't you just wait for the pizza? You know what's happening with the pizza. <laughs> you know what's happening. You know uh-huh. it's going to be super hot, and you know you're going to be like, <gasps> you, you, you know that. I know. Just, just wait. Well, I do something weird too. I need to. I need to admit this. When I eat pizza, I eat the the toppings off of it first, and then I eat the crust part after. I've got to eat it in like segments. <laughs> like it, that's like what five year olds do, right? Xavier definitely uh-huh. does that. So I do the the cheese and whatever ingredients are on it. Eat that first, and then I get to the crust part. That's it. So that you know makes what, eating in the car even more difficult. You know what though? I, there are things that I do. That I did as a kid that I still do as far as eating my food. My mom used to cut up my pancakes, and she would cut them in, like, little squares. Uh-huh. I still cut my pancakes <laughs> like that to this day. Uh, I'm 42, that. and I cut my pancakes like that. I absolutely love that. And I, for whatever reason, no, no I know the reason. I would eat my french fries first, and then I eat my burger. Okay. Because I felt like the burger was the best part. So I wanted to save the best for last. Oh. So I ate all my French fries first and then eat the burger. See, fries were always uh, last for me because the burger, since it's being the best part, I don't want to be full. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, Fantasy Brad tweets, a big bowl of soup is the most difficult thing to eat in the car. And I've tried that. I've tried that. They have cups. I know. But you but can s- do that. But still, like, you can't hold the cup and eat it. If you're on the expressway, no, you, you can't can eat drink, soup. You can you drink can. the nobody nobody drinks the soup. And use nobody should use a spoon and a <laughs> bowl of like soup the on the expressway. Yeah, like the <laughs> Y'all doing too much. Oh, Y'all man. doing too much. Uh, uh, Hobdat on Twitter says a crunchy taco from Taco Bell is the most difficult thing to eat. Because they don't ever put everything in it like no. it's supposed to. And, and the, yeah. the shell is so crumbly. Yeah. So inevitably you're gonna bite it. Something's going to fall out of the back end of the taco. Yeah. And then the uh, the shell is going to crumble around it as well. Now, the and question is, when do you put the sauce on? 
Well, you don't have to have sauce. What? <laughs> well, I right, right. Well, you gotta have you gotta have sauce with a Taco Bell taco. Fire sauce or medium sauce? I do hot, or hot sauce or hot. Uh, I, I go hot. with fire. I don't. Ooh, fire. Do you have the guts? Apparently not. Fire sauce. Because uh, when things are too spicy, then you can't taste stuff anymore. Now you just worry about stuff being hot, and, sp- and uh, now you do is taste hot. <laughs> you just taste hot. That's all. You- now I take umbrage with this from That's my That's how purse. I feel about you. But- you're, a bi- you're a big bowl of hot. <laughs> you're damn right. Actually, you're a little packet of hot. A little packet of hot. That's right. I'm a pint-sized packet of hot. Uh, Mike Hirsch on Twitter, and I take major umbrage with this. Unless it's a road trip, my opinion is you need to rethink your life if you're eating in your car. That's nonsense. That is unmitigated I mean, nonsense. No, 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 no. If you're a busy person like I am, I'm a man about town. I'm a man of the people. I need to be here. Town. I need to be there. I need to be seen here. Shake your hand here. Head to a meeting here. Sometimes you got to eat in your car. That's just the, the, re, the, the realistic aspect of my life. Is sometimes you got to eat in your car. I'm not going to be shamed for eating a meal in my car. Yeah. Just like I'm never going to be shamed for eating something from a gas station. Oh, okay. like what? What's your favorite gas station food? Uh, I, I feel like you got to go with like the simple stuff, uh-huh. like a pizza. It's oh, hard okay. to screw up pizza. Yeah. Um, I would never do. I would never do like a sushi <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> Maybe like a tequeno or two. A what? A tequeno. You mean a taquito? No, a tequeno. A tequeno. What Sorry, is that? I used to. I used to live in a place where a lot of Cubans resided, so there was tequenos. Oh, okay. At the, uh, it's, well, a, it's a pastelito. Well, for us regular people. Yeah, taquito as well. You're right. <laughs> For us, you know, excuse me, us non-culture people, because you're culture. <laughs> That's right. I For am us culture, culture non-culture yeah. people, yeah. we just eat taquitos. But but I am, at the gas station. I refuse to have one say that I need to rethink my life if I'm eating meals in my car. No, because sometimes you don't want to wait either. You're hungry, and if I get home and my kids see what I'm eating, oh, Papa, can I have a? No, no, you can't. Now I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. There have been times when I want something to eat get and, your my, own food, and kid. my get kids a job. want it. I go in my room and I lock the door because I, <laughs> I, I don't want to share. <laughs> Wait, you, you'll bring food home and lock yourself in your room so that your kids don't ask you for your food. Yes. <laughs> D- and stop and don't uh, act man. like you. That's why you eat it in your car because you don't want to share. I love that. Sometimes I don't want to share my food with my kids. Do you eat in bed? Uh, like in bed, like when I'm in bed yeah. or sitting on my bed? Either one. I, I might sit on my bed and eat, but I don't eat in bed. When I stay in a hotel, I always just eat in the bed I'm sleeping in. I don't sit at the desk. I don't do anything. I just eat in the bed. No, I'll sit on the bed, but I won't eat in the bed. Because you get crumbs and stuff. and Whatever, man. You got to make do. You got to be comfortable while you eat. I firmly believe so that. So you like lie down and eat? No, I don't lie down and eat. That No, I sit. I sit. So you sit on the bed. You're not yeah. really eating in the bed. <laughs> Laying That's down and eating. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. This has completely gone off the rails. Sorry about that. Uh, we, I love it. Uh, we are here mm-hmm. at BGA National. What uh, you're, what are you, you've contoured, you've baked now? I've contoured and baked. You I've got to got put some powder on, but right now I'm doing my lashes. Doing, doing her lashes. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You can see those lashes on <laughs> Keely's baked and contoured face uh, later tonight on television. I'm Ken Levick. We'll be back to PGA National after this. We're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Ooh, Keely, can you feel it? The anticipation in Philadelphia. Can James Harden making his debut tonight for the 76ers. Heat and five. Ken <laughs> LaVica Live here on ESPN 106.3. 
We are coming to you from PGA National, the Honda Classic, Brightline on the move. A reminder, tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., it'll be myself and Josh Cohen. We're buddies. We're going to be in the Gosling's Bear Trap. Uh, what are we going to be doing? We are going to be having fun. We're going to be having nonsense, and we're going to be pals. Gosling's the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Uh, Stone Labanowitz, uh, Friday Night Lights running things uh, back in the uh, studios, Anna John Levine Studios uh, in downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, we'll have uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, who also happens to be our sports agent, sports law insider, longtime NFL agent in just a, just a moment. But James Harden making his... His debut for the 76 years tonight uh, the the East is completely wide open right now the Heat are the top team in the Eastern Conference we know that Harden debuting tonight you obviously have the defending champion Bucks the Nets lose last night they did not look good Kevin Durant still needs to come back Ben Simmons still needs to make his debut I'm just curious like what's gonna end up being the 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 the, the biggest threat to the Heat winning the East, and I really truly think, and I still trust the Heat, and I still trust the depth, and the fact that Oladipo's coming back, and mm -hmm. you're getting a Tyler Hero, and the rotations that Eric Spolster is going to be able to use. Markeith Morris is about to head back. He's been practicing. I'm not worried about the Heat. I do live and breathe Heat in five, okay? But I really think the 76ers are going to end up being the, the, the biggest threat to the Heat winning the Eastern Conference simply because you've got Joel Embiid in a potential MVP season. He looks sensational. He's dominant. But I need to see what James Harden and Joel Embiid can actually be. I, I, mean, I hope it's going to work out for James Harden. Because I mean, this is sort of it, right? Because you can't, you, can't, you, you can't go to somebody else at this point. Right. You can't flame out here. You, you flame no. out here and that's a done deal. No, because now people aren't going to – I mean – if he wanted, now granted, we haven't even had game one. Now, if he wanted to go to another team, of course, as James Harden, we could get him to another team. But now you start looking like the habitual complainer, like nobody can work with you. Yeah. You can't work with people. You got you to gotta figure it out. So this is it from that standpoint yeah. where you got to figure it out. Yeah. And th and you're not going to keep getting on contenders either. Right. That, right. That's, that, it's it from that standpoint Yeah, for yeah. Sure. His, his career will obviously continue on, but. His legacy, his um, uh, one, his legacy is in jeopardy, and also you're right, he won't play for contenders. It's about uh, he, he he'll be headed to Sacramento for the uh, the rest of his career. Uh, remember Sacramento? How the mighty have fallen? Oh my God! I mean, just not relevant. But I'm I, I again, I trust in the Heat. I trust in Spo. I'm fascinated to see in Harden's debut tonight what him and Embiid are. I just I can like James Harden get Embiid involved. I feel like you don't. See, you say that. I trust in Spo. I'm all in on Heat and Five. But then you go, but. You okay. know what they say well, when you put a but in there. Everything before that is like null and No, void. what I'm trying to do is acknowledge that at least there's going to be significant you threats. It's going to be a be bumpy happy, road. You? Uh, uh, you won't let yourself. You know what it is? I think you know I what I, my prayer is? I think I set myself up start, for failure. I'm going to start putting you in my prayers. And what I pray for you is that you just find some happiness, man. I, no, just I let yourself it. be happy, Ken. Uh, by the way, uh, Chris Coquel, the Fort Pierce Westwood head football coach, yes, my former yes. co-host here on Ken Levick Alive, Coquel. who has nothing better to do during this day, apparently not teaching children right now. He tweets, <laughs> uh, what are you going to do when the Heat play the Bulls in the playoffs, old Fraudy McFrogster? All right. Not Fraudy McFrogster. Yeah, well, here's the thing. All right, How I, do you spell that? Uh, oh, fraudster. good job. I think I added good the Mick in there. But I, fine, I'm you a Chicagoan, did. born and raised. Do I follow the Bulls? Sure. Mick, are you even Irish? You put a Mick in there. Yeah. I You're guess. not even Irish. 
I kind of look it, though, a little bit. But you're not. I can get away with it, right? Because you're white? Because I'm white. Yeah, white. Yeah. All right. <laughs> white, white equals Irish. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but I uh, – but I, I – all right. When the Heat play the Bulls, you know what I am? I'm Heat culture. I don't care. I'm saying it right now. All right. All right. Chris Coquel, why don't you go teach someone, please? Let's talk with uh, – by the way, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Heat? With Harden debuting tonight, and we still haven't seen Durant and Simmons with the Nets. There's the Bucks. There's the Bulls. Who's the biggest threat to the Heat? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The biggest uh, threat to the Heat in the East. Let's bring in our sports agent insider, our sports law insider, Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, longtime NFL agent, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. Pat, thank you for hanging out here. First of all, before we jump into anything, how spectacular is oh this. My God, this? This is, is gorgeous, right? This is amazing. This is this is February, March in South Florida. Yeah. You know? This is so good. And it's going to be great all weekend. I think they'll break uh, attendance records out here at the Honda. I think that it's definitely yeah. going to be pre-pandemic uh, attendance records for sure. Now, uh, where you were you were hanging out a little bit on the course. Who'd you see? Who did you uh, who'd you check out? Uh, checked out uh, a burger, Daniel Burger. Okay. Great. He's got the lead. You know, this is like his hometown here, you know, and uh, Checked out an alumni from my school, USF Bulls, Chase Kepka. Okay. You know, out there grinding away, you know, trying to make a name for himself on the tour. Always, like, watching him. And yep. I think in due time that he will uh, play up to the level that he knows he can play and do well out here. Uh, that, I was telling Keely, Keely and I were actually talking about it. What's so great about the Honda Classic and its location is that you have hometown guys that most years are going to be either in the lead or in contention. And this has a chance to be a huge one for Daniel Berger, who's been battling a back injury. And here he is playing out of his mind here uh, going into the weekend. Uh, let's, let's start with golf and Phil Mickelson. So... I want to put you in an agent's shoes, okay? You're representing Phil. Uh, he's beloved. He has reset his playing career. He wins the PGA Championship. And then the Saudi League comes around. And Phil, uh, he's, he, he loves to talk. And he loves to talk to people and give his opinions on things. And instead of simply saying, yeah, you know what? I think that the Saudi League would be a good opportunity for me uh, because I don't like how the PGA Tour operates. He decided to qualify all of it with, hey, I know the Saudis. They, they, they murder people and they're, they're crazy and the human rights violations are insane. Uh, but I'd love to take their money so that I can stick it to the PGA Tour. It's not good. It's not good. And he is in hiding now after apologizing for it. What happens now? How do you advise Phil Mickelson? I would say the best thing is stay in hiding, you know, get his mind right, because I think he won't come out of hiding to the Masters. But I think uh, Phil's always been beloved, and, oh, my God, his, his uh, image was at a stratosphere after the PGA. I mean, it was his oyster. He could do whatever he wants. But yep. at this point, he hit a very touchy subject. Uh, some people who are involved in human rights know the atrocities of Saudi Arabia. And they also know that throwing money out there sucks in a lot of people, and Phil mm -hmm. got sucked in. He's and also burned bridges on both ends, too, because he has basically he's embarrassed the Saudis. He has embarrassed the PGA Tour. He's embarrassed himself. There's not a lot of places to turn now for Phil. Yeah, I mean, there's not. I mean, Phil's Phil. I mean, the thing is, is that he's somebody out here that if you talk to players and that, you know, they have their issues with him and stuff, and Phil is Phil, but the fact is, is that He's going to have to really, really do control of this. As his agent, I would talk with specialists out there and look at an image control, figure out how we can do this. What are I would go out there and do some polling on people, what they mm -hmm. think about it, particularly an event like this, you know, where you kind of feel it out. But uh, 
he made a huge, huge mistake. I always say the thing is, is that when, you know, superstars, athletes, entertainers, they say the stupidest things. Yeah. Simple, simple research and knowledge will indicate you don't say that. You say exactly what you said about, right. hey, I'm always willing to look at a, a competitive uh -huh. league that's going to pay some buku bucks. And but, people yeah. might not like it, but you're not going to get in, in trouble for saying something like that. When it comes to athletes and Keeley, I mean, uh, she's been in TV for over 20 years, and mm -hmm. I've been in radio for 15 years, and we've interviewed countless people, young athletes. Now, here's the thing with Phil. He's been in this world forever at this point. You'd think mm -hmm. he would know better, and of course he gave the, oh, I thought it was off the record. No, unless the journalist says it, you're not off the record. For all of you out there, by the way, but young <laughs> athletes, and you've talked to plenty, I'm sure, Keely, uh -huh. where you hear them talk and you're like, oh boy, I probably should have had someone coach him up uh, in that spot. It's been awkward at times. I will say, I've not had that type of situation where someone said something that they should not have said. Mm -hmm. But I have been in many situations where the interview was either just awkward yeah. because people didn't know what to say or how to just let the conversation flow. Right. Or where I I just don't know what they're saying. Yeah, I right. Like, it's like what what are you what are you speaking? Like to I me know right we're now? I know we're speaking English. Like I, I know we are. <laughs> the words but are. It but though I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> um, so so for you like with, like, with like with like yeah yeah with Patrick Peterson. Tyron Matthew in particular, and any of your other clients, especially young ones coming out of the league, did you coach them oh, with absolutely. media? What do you tell them? How do you do that? Well, first thing, like anything in preparation, you sit down and talk about their lives. You talk to them about their lives, like with Tyron Freeze. Tyron was an example of so many issues yeah. with him. I go from the Heisman Trophy candy kicked out of a school where he is uh, the Heisman Trophy after going to the national championship game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you couldn't get any lower than that. Yeah. And when we went on the interview... Uh, uh, we went to ESPN. The first guy to do the interview was Joel Shad up here writing for the Post. Mm -hmm. And Joel sat down with me in my office and said, what, what are the li limitations? I said, there are none. I, I talked to Kyron. I did all my discussions with him to find out about his life. And I said, he's an open book. It's the only way he could make an approach to the... He couldn't hide anything. No. He had to put it out there and mm -hmm. acknowledge it. And he it. did that. And then we went out to uh, L.A. for the NFL uh, show out there. The guy came around. When did you start smoking weed? At 11. With my uncle. Okay, what's the response to that? The yeah, guy had no sure. response. Right, right. Because it's out there. Well, and I think too to that point, when you just when you tell your truth, you know, to, uh -huh. to quote uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, "Don't let somebody else spray you with your own tea." So now there's nothing else to say. Yeah, right. It's like, well, there's so, I, there's no gotcha moment because mm -hmm. you just told us everything, and so now. There's no more story. Hiding things makes things so much more difficult because okay. a lot of people can't actually yeah. – they, they don't expect that you're just going to lay it all out there. Right. And then you're in a better spot than you were previously if you were trying to cover things up. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com for all your personal injury matters, slip and fall, uh, automobile accident, boating accident, motorcycle accident, anything. WantToLawyerUp.com for your free consultation. Decades of trial experience with Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury trial attorney. Now, uh, we are getting closer and closer to the combine now. We talked with Mike Tannenbaum uh, back on Wednesday about what this was like for him as a general manager. And he said for him, this was the best time of the year. He loved it because you're scouting out so many people. You're getting some advanced looks at guys who are going to be at the combine. On the other side of it, as an agent, how are you connecting with guys like a Mike Tannenbaum and these GMs to make sure that the eyeballs are on them before everybody gets to India or before their pro days happen? The number one thing is what are the red flags? 
It could be injuries. It could be personal issues. It could be uh, ability to do things on the field. You want to find out what the personnel, what the scouts, what particularly what the coaches are looking for in your player, and you want to be able to address those. Obviously, the madness of the combine is that it's a medical. Yeah. These kids are 3 or 4 in the morning. They're still going back and forth getting x-rays, MRIs. They're exhausted. Uh, and so you, you talk to them about that with, with the personnel people, and you relay that back to your, your player because obviously they're going to get involved in interviews. You've already done the prep. They're ready to go. It's, it's, Ken, the key to these guys going here is building their confidence, mm-hmm. saying you are ready for this. You are ready. I mean, you can't forget everything you've done, everything you've done in your collegiate career and everything you've done leading up to this. Now go out and show them why you belong in the league and show them why you belong to be drafted high. But it's a very pressure uh, situation for the kids. Uh, but if they just go out and play and do the things they know they can do, they'll be successful. I'm always, I, I always wonder about this. If a kid has a bad pro day or a bad combine, okay, but he's got such great film from college, um, what what do if you're an agent, what do in your experience GMs look at more? Like the full body of work, game tape, and maybe just had a couple of bad days in the combine, or does the combine weigh that much, or a pro day weigh that much in how a guy is evaluated? I, I think the, the combine is overrated. I, I absolutely think it's a time just to get everybody together. Mm-hmm. So everybody from the personnel departments, they kind of did at the senior bowl, but now the undergraduates are coming up. It's a time for everybody to get together and kind of talk about players that they like, start putting their board together. Uh, having a bad day, listen, you're dealing with receivers. Everybody makes a big deal. Look at his hips. Look yeah. at his hands. Look at this and that. It's a, it's a show. Yeah. It's a good show. I mean, they finally opened it up where they do the weightlifting for the fans. Right. Before, there was nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. I took a couple local coaches up there two years ago. They were in heaven. Yeah. They were able to go watching the weightlifting, and they were like, they're all. <laughs> Those they're are my all, guys. Yeah, that was great. But I think that that's overrated. Uh, if you're an idiot enough to just think doing a, a pro day, I mean, a combine, excuse me, is going to dictate how good a player is, then you're foolish. Yeah. We were talking a lot of law. Now, Keely's husband is a uh, is a lawyer, mm-hmm. and so she God she lives me. in that world. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so and me too. So Keely Keely uh, knows lawyering, and Pat knows lawyering, and I'm just a dope, and I'm trying to uh, <laughs> have a conversation about this here. But we spent the opening part of the show talking about the baseball labor situation. We are less than 72 hours away from regular season games being canceled. If the owners stand by what they were saying, they they locked out the players and then set a deadline about when they're going to start canceling games. Looks like spring training down here for us is going to be completely wiped out. It's a done deal already. It is so frustrating, and I keep hearing the adage, oh, well, negotiations always get knocked out in the 11th hour. You need a deadline, and then you hit that. But this has been two weeks, and now we're 50 hours away. And we don't have anything. We're not even close. How do they rectify this and save this 162-game season? It, right now, it doesn't look very good. No. Not the whole season. <laughs> but a lot of times, uh, they don't put out what's really going on, to be honest with you. They don't want to show their hand. They have ideas about where they want to go. And the bottom line, Ken, is they had a horrible deal. The last deal was horrible. They're trying to get themselves For the players or the yeah. owners? For the players. Okay. Player, it's a mid-level player, the rookie minimum arbitration, uh, getting to free agency. If you look at the other leagues, that MLB is ridiculous. They got to get rid of the antitrust exemption for mm-hmm. baseball. Period. That gives the owners and the uh, Major League Baseball so much power. Yeah, that a ton they can of leverage. Continue yeah. to just do anti-competitive practices, and that's what they're doing now. And they've got the players there. I mean. It's those mid-level players, the rookies. To think that Pete Alonso made less money playing so far, he's made more money in the home run derby, right? Right. Than he's made playing. Right. Hmm. How insane is that? Uh, I want to ask you, too, a team or a GM that you had the toughest negotiations with when you were an agent? 
Oh, God. I always had good negotiations. I, I would tell you the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Are you dealing? Are you dealing straight up with Jerry in those instances? Not really. You're dealing with the other, but he he pulls the strings. Okay. One thing I'll tell you, a quick thing: when the lockout for when the first year of the, the slotted players came out, uh, a lot of player people don't know this, but when they came out when you were slotted, they yeah. gave you a certain pool of money. At the end, the owners saved between a million to two million dollars because when you get past the second round, they start shortchanging. Uh huh. There's nothing you can do. If they're, they're slotted to make three point one as the third round, or they only offer you two point nine. There's not much you can do. Right. But that money goes back to the owners, and every year they've been doing that, and they should be able to. So little things like that where they're, they're nickel and diming these guys, especially mm. the later round guys. But that's what the, if you look at the Cowboys, you know how hard it was for him to do that contract with Dak? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was like, you guys all know that. Uh-huh. And I like Dak Prescott. I really do. I like him as a player. I mean, I think he's a great leader. It's unfortunate that last play had to happen. I thought it was a good play. Just didn't know the rules to get the guy to touch it. They touch it, they're going to kick that field goal. But yeah. Long and short, they're a difficult group because it's an ownership uh, by an individual, you know, with him. And he had, takes it very personally. Sure. And obviously, I think it's been to the detriment of that team over the years. Well, I don't want him, him making the personnel decision. Yeah, you're definitely not the only one, I think, that, uh, that, that thinks that from that respect. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, longtime NFL agent, but he's got all your personal injury matters handled. He is working for you. He wants to get you the compensation you deserve. De- decades of trial experience with Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation. Sir, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes, okay? okay. All right, My good. man, right. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. Well, she's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Daniel Berger continues to lead here at PGA National. Honda Classic Day number two. It is glorious out here. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. If you are not out here, well, you're missing out, but... We'd love to see you. Come hang out with us. Well, we are right off the 10th tee here. Our ESPN West Palm set up Josh Cohen and the home team at 4 o'clock. It'll be Josh and Dean and Tina all with you until uh, 5.55. And we got a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff coming up this weekend, including me, 9 a.m. tomorrow, Honda Classic Live here at PGA National. And then I will be broadcasting with Josh Cohen in the Goslings Bear Trap, 11A to 1P tomorrow here at PGA National. I'll be back with you Sunday morning, 9 a.m. for another special edition of Honda Classic Live. Let me tell you about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is how I got myself here. I love that automobile, the Kia K5 GT. It's fuel efficient. And hey, this is real talk right now. Uh, We are about to see some massive, massive gas prices. We're about to see things in Palm Beach County shoot up over $4 a gallon because of everything that's happening in the wildness right now overseas. And so uh, you need a fuel efficient car. And I'm not saying that, hey, you know, you drive one of those massive gas guzzlers uh, that you need to get rid of that thing. But what I'm saying is here, at least for the foreseeable future, you're going to have to make some alternate plans. You need something that's going to get you to and from, something that's safe, but something that's also fuel efficient. And I'm glad that those were already things I was looking for when I popped into Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. My Kia K5 GT checks all of those boxes. Hey, you know what? 
I think it's a good idea for you to check it out. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They have great sedans, great automobiles, fuel efficient, fun, good for the whole family as well. The selection is superb at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you need to stop in. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport in West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They have a credit clinic on site making sure that you are getting a good financial situation set up for you so you're not going month to month wondering how am I going to pay for this just trust me on this it's time to find a different way it's time to drive in style but also do it in a cost efficient way that's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Greenway Kia West Palm Beach dot com uh, we've been uh, discussing the the hardest foods to eat the most difficult fast foods to eat in your car all of this based off of a tragic story in san diego of a man who is mixing a protein shake with a knife crashed his car it lodged in his neck and dead that's not good you don't want to do that uh eating in the car though is a regular part of my life i know it's a regular part of all of your lives so i'm asking what is the most difficult fast food to eat while you're driving I think tacos are right up there. Tacos and ice cream cones are right up there with the hardest food to eat in the car. I've tried both. I've tried soup in the car. That was a little burny on the legs. Not a good idea. Wouldn't do it again. Uh, Finhead says a loaded burrito. Yeah, that's tough. But here's the thing with a burrito. If you have it wrapped properly, you shouldn't have much of a problem. Now, here's the issue with the burrito. Say you load it up with beans or load it up with rice. Those are the things that start falling on your lap while you're driving so you need to make sure that you're not overdoing it you want it to have a good wrap but you also want it to have a good tuck okay that burrito's got to have a good tuck if you're eating it in the car uh vera calvin tweets hamburgers hamburgers are very difficult to eat now the regular fast food hamburger or cheeseburger i'd say is fairly easy to eat in the car it's probably the gourmet burgers or a burger you get from a sit-down place that may be a little fat may have a <laughs> fat burger yeah a little fat burger two in the morning got yeah, the fat yeah burger. Two, in the, two in the morning fat burger that's the that's hard to eat in the car i get it because you got some some tomato slices that are falling out of yeah, that maybe yeah. some of the mayonnaise if you have that or the ketchup yeah. or the mustard now what are you are you a, a mustard mayo ketchup i don't are like you mayo. a mayo mayo up I'm not a mayo. Uh, no, they, no. You know they sell that now, mayo ketchup mayo mix. It's called like mayo up or ketchup o or something like Actually, that. I can't remember. I'm going to make a bold proclamation right now. Okay. Mayo is trash. Mayonnaise is flat out trash. I said it. There's so many, there's so many hey, jokes, but I'm just You guys gonna... heard me. I said it. Mayonnaise is trash. Um, I like mayo, actually. Okay. Well, I'll take. I mix mayo and ketchup I'll together, take Miracle Whip. Like you know, I didn't know that wasn't mayo until <laughs> until oh, so like I you, was a full adult. Really? But I actually will have just mayo. It's not mayo. So, no. it's, see, oh, it's Tina, salad dressing. Tina, Tina thinks that Miracle Whip is mayo. No, it's salad it's dressing. Salad dressing. But here's the problem: if you gr- are raised on Miracle Whip like I was, the first time you eat mayo, it is like a a, a dump in your mouth. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, is it time for break? <laughs> no. Because I feel like there's no coming hey, back from that. Hey, hey, Stone, Stone, What, what? how much time we got left in this one? Stone, save us. We have four and oh, a half minutes. You're stuck oh for four minutes. Hey, Stone, your thoughts on mayo. Do you do you put mayo on things? Just don't say that other part. Stone. I think mayo is just the absolute worst condiment on the board. Yeah. Amen. Did, can I just, lights, can I just, it with condiments. I, I'm not going to say it, <laughs> but I'm going to say it. Do you all just know how strange it is? That I like mayo. And oh yeah, Stone 
and Ken. Uh-huh. The irony has not, not escaped me. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to throw it out there. Typically, Do with that what you will. Yeah, typically, the mayo eaters are the ones whose complexion resembles what's in the jar. That's all. Yeah, exactly. That's all I, That's all Ken said. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it. That's all Ken said. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> be perfectly clear. Who said that? Let's, right. Uh, JR says cereal is very difficult to eat in the car. Amen. JR, why are you eating cereal in the car? You're well, killing me. When, Y'all I, doing when too I was in high school, much. I would eat Y'all cereal are in the car. Too much. You eat cereal in the car, you put the bowl, you got the milk, but I'm I'm not saying like dry cereal because only freaks eat dry cereal. First of all, or children. Yeah, well, they're kind of they're they're still learning. <laughs> You're trying to ho- hope they don't grow. You know, into my kids freaks. don't eat cereal. Really? No. Is that a you thing or a them thing? Um, it's a it. We just don't eat cereal in our house. Every now and then, my husband and I will get cereal. Usually for me, it's Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, because okay. I'm feeling like I want something sweet. Got it. And so I'll have that, but it's like once every quarter, and and my husband will get cereal like once, once every quarter, like once every quarter. Well, once once the end of Q two, uh, we decide we yeah. can go and get some, uh, but not even and like kicks. No, we don't. Uh, we kicks just, very underrated. We just never That's bought right, it. Ma'am. We never bought it for them. So they eat oatmeal in the morning, okay. or okay. waffles. Okay, is oatmeal technically cereal? Because I, I think guess some it, people would. I guess make it's the a argument. technical cereal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my daughters eat a ton of, of cereal. No, uh, cinnamon toast crunch has a churro cereal mm. right now. It's legit. We're those type of parents. Yeah, sugar yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Brush your teeth. Uh, my parents weren't like that, so I think I'm over overcompensating. My parents oh, okay. did not let me eat sugary cereal, so now I'm like, I know so what I missed out on. all the sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are the cars? What are those 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 big cars that you drive around as a kid? Um, uh, like the motorized cars. Yeah, it's the, I just it's think not that's Hot Wheels, but it's um, Stone. Do you know like? Uh, the like, ones that the kids can sit in. Yeah, the kids sit in. I don't it's think like they're called Jeep, anything in yeah, particular. Yeah, I don't think they're called anything. They're just kid cards. Yeah, they're okay. not called anything in particular. Well, I also didn't have one of those as a kid, and that's maybe one of the more um, tragic parts of my childhood. So my daughter, both daughters actually, one of them doesn't care for it, but they have a motorized vehicle Can I just drive. say, now generally I don't get into... I, uh, I love Greg and Joyce, but they betrayed me. Generally I don't get into conversations of privilege, and I don't mean privilege based on any kind of anybody's skin color. I just mean privilege based on economics. Yeah. Do you know how elitist and upper middle class that sounds? is like, I did not get a motorized car to drive around and I missed out on. Are you kidding me? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, and I, the fact that you don't even, you didn't see nothing wrong with that till I said it. That is, that you, is the epitome of a first world problem. Because I'm, um, I'm Palm Beach, Keely. <laughs> you did go very poppy. You just Palm like Beach. that grilled cheese sandwich yeah. I ate earlier. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, your grilled cheese sandwich had five cheeses on it. You're Palm Beach. Me, my kids have a motorized vehicle. They're Palm Beach. You know why? I've earned it. Yeah. My kid, my kids uh, don't Palm have Beach, that baby. yet, though. Palm Beach. My dad bought them one. He still hasn't sent it, but he bought them one. Oh, really? Yeah. See that? Bought hey. it for Christmas. Palm it's Beach, March. take it or leave it. You want this lifestyle? You want to be a PGA National? You want to be at the Honda Classic? Yeah. Got to live the life, baby. Palm thank Beach. you, thank you, Stone. Oh. Uh, yeah, Stone, Stone is like the voice left. of God right Keely now. Keely is so ready to wrap this up. But, I mean, Stone, I, I, I'm right, right? Like the thigh season. It's thigh th- season. I got my five-and-a-half-inch inseams on. Got the motorized vehicles for my kids. Somebody I'm go, come get him. I'm going to go enjoy some sipping tequila later. <laughs> Stone, I'm living Palm Beach, right? Yeah, the I'm thing, living the Palm Beach life. The, the thing is, anybody can say what they want, but, I mean, you're pulling it off. 
the video I, I you guys posted is he? Morning, you look good you look Stone. like mayo Stone. man you just i mean you look yeah. dapper yeah i don't like mayo exactly that is the key to being a palm beach or get rid of that mayo stuff out of there Stone, <laughs> That's they've for the pores. listen stone they've <laughs> already authorized you to be on air you do not yeah. have to kiss up to kid anymore right. from out of all of the espn west palm teammates yeah. and their outfits in the past two uh-huh. days I, I like ken's more than anybody I, hey, more than josh it. now wait a minute now uh, i got Puma, a lot of Puma issues with josh cohen yeah but what I oh, what I don't have with him are his fashions. Uh, well, here here's the thing. Here's my message. Hey, uh, for the pores out there, enjoy your mayo. <laughs> I'm pores. gonna enjoy my five inch inseams and my uh, Honda Classic. Okay, Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine, Stone the Bandit with Don Kelly. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bing Bong is right.